Couples that play together stay together. Creating something fun and sharing it with the world is a great opportunity to connect with someone you love. Today, we're having a double date with musical partners and lovers, John Coons and Jonah Wheeler. For John and Jonah, a date night usually involves putting on a musical show filled with outrageous humor and grim topics. John Coons' background as an opera and jazz singer has gotten him some amazing gigs with the Boston Pops, Ben Folds, Amanda Palmer, and our good friend Skip Shirey. Jonah Wheeler is well known for his sexy videos on membership platforms where he plays it hot all while subverting people's expectations. For folks wanting to bear it all, what's a good way to strike a balance between embracing the human body and not getting shut down on the internet? Listen as we chat with John and Jonah about their Valentine's Day plans, our new favorite obsession, and their hilarious show in Chicago this Wednesday at the Newport Theater, Bleak, songs for the not-quite-end-of-the-world. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. Before we begin, let's listen to John and Jonah playing their song, The Algorithm, from Bleak. Songs for the not-quite-end-of-the-world. I've never been someone who says what they want. I keep my head down most of the time. At work, I keep quiet as co-workers blabber. I'm practically a nine-to-five mime. Shy, they'd say, they keep to themselves. So when I get home to my humble abode and I finally commune with my couch, Staring at me Ads for all my private needs Lethal with their accuracy Things my cell phone has no right to know My heart skips a beat Finally, there's someone listening Finally, there's someone who cares how my day was or if I'm feeling overwhelmed. Nothing can compare. Finally, there's someone learning, yearning to meet my every sharing and I'm worthy of someone staring finally someone watching over me the more I want to know the more it knows me the more I search the more of me it finds I can let it learn to love me just by living and should I Forget who I am, it will happily remind me 
Double date day on Feast of Fun. Our guests today are musicians and lovers, John Coons and Jonah Wheeler. These lovely, gentle folks are deep into music with a sexy, gay, fun twist. John Coons is an opera and jazz singer who's performed with the Boston Pops, Ben Folds, Amanda Palmer, and our good friend Skip Shirey. And Jonah Wheeler is best known to you. Perfect folks <laughs> for their sexy videos on membership platforms where he makes it hot while subverting people's expectations. He's also a maestro at playing the piano and playing all over his lover's organ. Mm-hmm. Now, John and Jonah are going to be here in Chicago this Wednesday at the Newport Theater to perform Bleak Songs for the Not Quite End of the World. The dynamic queer duo described the musical show as a wild apocalyptic ride full of dark humor, original songs, scintillating banter with gorgeous outfits. Uh, All doom, no gloom. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Welcome to Feast of Fun. You guys are amazing, by the way. We had so much fun just getting ready for the show. (laughs) How are y'all doing? Good. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Chicago. Thank you. Now, your shows are hilarious. The titles here, I'm looking at what is that Nocturnal um, Omissions. Yes, where we leave out all of your favorite songs because you've heard them all already. <laughs> so we just hear the terrible ones? Well, ones no, we, we do like? some originals. We'll okay. do some, we do some like our, our takes on like some mashups and things. We do some things that you know in ways that you are not ready for. Uh, every old school sketch show. 
Uh, we did old school sketch show, yes. Yeah. And uh, cheerful songs about depressing things. It seems like a that's one of the taglines we've used yeah. for Bleak. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Debbie Downer was gay and horny and into musical theater. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's kind of exactly our brand. Yeah, yeah. You're like, did you know that cats are still dying from feline leukemia? Except you're doing it with like jazz hands. So it's like, did you know cats are dying from leukemia? <laughs> Yeah. And now you uh, have another project also, Love Songs for Faggots, which we heard a little bit of uh, earlier. Love Songs for yeah. Faggots is kind of one of our extended sketches, and it's this idea of Columbia Records is proud to present the Love Songs for Faggots collection, and it's these imagining of queer songs from back in the day done in the, the style of like old-timey songs with just the filthiest wonderful lyrics and um, because queer artists were kind of censored and they had yeah. to like speak in innuendo and um, I mean Cole Porter got away with a lot but sure, yeah. if he had been able to just like you know flat out say you know everything that so instead of saying things like I want some sugar in my bowl you're like I want a cock in my ass yeah you know okay. exactly right Yeah, throw exactly. out the poetry let's just get right to the literalism yeah <laughs> and sometimes you can be poetic after that right. so yeah there's, yeah, there's yeah. good sentiments in these like much clearly filthy songs. There's still like nuance. Exactly. There's a lot of heart when we talk about Bukaki. It's it's really it just <laughs> I think it all comes out. There <sighs> You know, when you say the word Bukaki, it yeah. makes it more classy. You almost want saying, to sing it, right? Bu yeah. Like well, Bukali tangle, but Bukaki. It, Bukaki sounds more uh, sophisticated than saying you're jizzing over somebody's face. Right. It's I concise would, too. There's no way to say that in less than like nine words in English. It's true. Well, I would uh, I'd like to think of like a classy way to describe you is be like Jonah is a classically trained fellationist. You know, something mm. like that. Well, do, let's let's play a little quiz here before we get you guys to sing. What's the difference between Bukaki, Buto, and Bun Raku. <laughs> uh, that's that's when you the the those firing, are artistic terms, by the way. Uh, yeah. That's the firing of the glazed pots. That's right. Yeah, uh, when you do it outdoors with hay, it's okay. Bun Raku. Ah, and then Buto, Buto is theater. No, right? Buto, Buto is the, is Buto the, is dancing. It doesn't yes. have to do with your ass. I thought it was the thing that the the mannequin tits are made of over there. Uh, no, that's no, uh, Bondo. Bondo. Yeah, so Bondo. Buto, it was popular in the 90s during performance art, and it was a Japanese performance artist moving very slowly to pay a tribute to the horrors of World War II and Hiroshima. And what was the Madonna video? She did some Buto dancing. In one she of did? Them. She did in something, yeah. Everybody yeah, was, was doing Buto. Yeah. You not, not doing Buto. Bukaki is, it also means something else, right? It Doesn't means it? to jizz on someone's face. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, well, a group of people jizzing on one yeah, person's yeah. face. But I feel yeah. like it means something like, you know, white showers or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's much more poetic, yes. <laughs> and, and so uh, you guys uh, have Love Song for Faggots. Mm -hmm. And can you sing a little bit of it, just like a cappella? I know our keyboard's broken, but uh, yeah, our ears sure. aren't. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Our, our, our. Our eyes met across a crowded bottom, but I never caught your name. Your smile, your load, that rash, I got em, but I never caught your name. Oh, that is so beautiful. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> 
And that you guys are going to be uh, singing that and many other songs this Wednesday at the Newport Theater in Chicago. Uh, this Wednesday, we're not doing that one. This You're is not. This is only our mildly queer oh. show. What? This so is the, the, the venue like is telling you like oh no no, no 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 well, Newport it's, has it, a lot of queer stuff. Yeah, sure. uh, it's more that this yeah. show Bleak is mm-hmm. um, much more mm-hmm. less at the end of the world stuff than yeah. the specifically queer end of the world stuff. Okay. Um, there's still songs about making out with boys, and there's lots of banter about you know gay sex, fisting, that kind of stuff. Um, but the the more songs about like we've got an ode to body odor and that kind of stuff is more like the nocturnal emissions. That's the gay campy show. Okay. Did this show um, come out of the result of the pandemic? Because, I actually like, started. <laughs> so I started writing a couple songs um, for this kind of nugget of an idea right okay. before the pandemic because it was still things were very bleak during the Trump era. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and, and then still are, yeah, yeah. It's not like things. And that Trump I, may be coming a comeback. Exactly. It's, yeah. I figured that you'll never like not have job security writing songs about how the world's going to shit. Yeah. So, um, so I started putting together the song cycle, and then the pandemic happened, and that really, you know, gave me time to work on it. <laughs> so the gayer show comes out of we were talking to a venue in Puerto Vallarta, the like mm-hmm. gay beach spot in Mexico uh, about doing a show. And we sent them bleak and they were like, this stuff's great. It's clever. It's funny. It's a little heavy for a vacation town. Do you mm. have anything a little more travel friendly? And we were like, of course we do. And then we're like, what do we have? What are we making? We've got love songs for faggots. Uh, we've got we've got. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we were like, cool. Now we have a big gay show that is a little bit lighter than bleak, which is. uh Dark. Yes. <laughs> and so this is happening. To, so, so it's pretty gruesome then, the show. Can you can you give us, like, without giving us spoilers, sure. like, what people uh, are gonna, Yeah, so there's, there's everybody's songs Everybody's died. Uh, well, <laughs> it's, not, it's yeah. not so much there's a storyline yeah, through the yeah, whole yeah. thing, um, but it's a lot of different really dark humor songs about things like climate change and AI and the algorithm or... Um, I, like, the algorithm song is, I'm a very private person. I keep to myself. I don't share a lot with people. And so when I get home and I open up my phone and I get all of these really targeted ads that are incredibly specific to all the tiny details of my life, mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, somebody's finally paying attention to me. <laughs> Somebody loves me. Finally. And I don't, have to sh- I don't have to share anything for it. It's great. I know. I love that part because, like, all my people complain about the ads on Facebook. All my ads are for like jock straps and like, uh, like queer, gay, faggoty clothing. <laughs> Isn't it nice to feel? <laughs> well, my favorite part on on websites that have your films, Jonah, is the ads next to them running concurrently with the video that you're in, and you're just like the ads are more almost like add this weird contextual you know, nude art to it, you know? And it's like, and the ads always like are bizarre and ridiculous and the editing is really fast and they're, they're almost like Benny Hill shorts at the end. I think of those like men.com ads that are like very like almost comedic setups. Yeah. Yeah. Big expressions. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a lot of toys. They're selling a lot of toys Mm. on those things. Mm. And you're just like, okay, well, he's really fucking that piece of rubber. (laughs) And is, is your audience like sort of like uh, coming because they saw your adult films and they're like, Oh, I want to hear them sing. You know? Some of them. I'd say it's a mix. Yeah. yeah. Uh, depending on like kind of where we're performing. So when we're in New York, we've got, we've done a lot of cabaret stuff. And so like uh, we were involved with like the whole club coming crew for sure. a chunk of time. So that kind of people, uh, people came through that. When we go to like a new city, like a Chicago or something like that, where we don't have those personal connections or people mm-hmm. haven't seen us in uh, theater shows or cabaret shows, then we do get a lot more uh, just fans of Jonah that are like, all right, sure, let's go see the porn star play some, you know, piano. And then they kind of are really surprised by what they end up seeing. And they're like, oh, I thought this was going to be 
like, something different from this. Yeah. Well, Jonah, do you feel like, you know, your audience kind of has a low bar for you? And when they realize that you're a funny, witty and musically, you know, talented person, they're just kind of like, damn, why did I marry him? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think the bar has to be kind of low. Yeah. Everybody is going to tell you when they advertise on the Internet, I'm incredible at this. I'm musically skilled. I'm funny. I'm beautiful. Come see what I do. You have to make that advertisement. I have no way of until we have like extensive video to prove it. I have no way to show you I'm actually as good as I say I am. Yeah. You have to come to find that out. And we're starting to get to that point now. Well, yeah. they already came. They and came. now they're yeah. arriving. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, and John, you know, you have a huge, impressive background in musical theater and jazz and opera singing. And when you, you know, did I'm assuming you worked with talent buyers and agents and stuff. Uh, no, actually, no? I've done the freelancing the entire time. Uh, and that's kind of why I have the weird mixed thing is that there wasn't somebody who was driving me toward a particular audience yeah. or gigs or that kind of stuff. And so I was doing a mix of theater and musical theater and experimental stuff. And I would just take whatever gig I got. So and, and what, was anyone ever saying like, you know, stay away from that Jonah Wheeler guy. <laughs> you are, you know, you're, you're jazz, you're opera. And here you are, you know, slutting it up. And it's like, what is this? Well, luckily I uh, knew him as a uh, very cute boy in a coffee shop before I knew he was a musician. Um, and long before I was a porn actor. Exactly. Oh, um, so, so you guys were like just cruised in. each other at a coffee shop? Uh -huh. It was, uh, I was actually not in New York City. I was visiting New York for I six weeks being like, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was like, do I want to move here? And I was checking yeah. out different neighborhoods. On day two of that six weeks, I sat down at a coffee shop. There's this cute boy. And actually you did have, you were working on sheet music on your computer I at the time. I was orchestrating a show. So, so that's what I broke the ice with. And we start a conversation. We kind of have a six week fling. It's very romantic, that kind of stuff. I go back to Seattle and I'm like, well, if I ever actually move to New York, I, I'll, I'll, they'll have a connection maybe. You know, I wasn't expecting that much. And then I show up and he was there waiting to help me unload the van. Really? Oh, yep. Damn. Damn. I very, you up. Are you <laughs> lesbians here? I very quickly <laughs> identified a thing that I wanted. Which is, oh. I mean, it pissed off all of my friends that they're like, you had a boyfriend waiting for you in New York before you arrived. You, haven't, you didn't have to deal with the New York dating scene at all. And mm. so, you know, it's fine to cut the line. I, I, I took your yeah. share of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> is it hard to date in New York? <laughs> no, I dated a lot in New York. Okay. Unsuccessfully. <laughs> well, I always tell people it's like, you know, your future great love is waiting for you. Get your resume ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Four years of dance, two years of tap, three years of ballet at well, least. Luckily, Jonah has extensive references. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, like get yourself ready for that relate the great love of your life. So when you do meet them, mm -hmm. it, it's going to be, you know, an adventure. And certainly you guys are having an amazing adventure. We talk about all our, our yeah. not all bad past relationships, our, <laughs> our uh, storied past relationships yeah. that trained us to be ready for this one. Yes. I came out of a, I was fresh out of a relationship that had been very rocky and had poor communication. So getting into this one from the very get go, I was like, we need to be clear about things and we need to talk openly and honestly always. Yeah. And that was the foundation that got this going coming out of a place where that wasn't true made it possible here. What he's trying to say is that if you date enough bad people, your standards will get so low that you'll really find one halfway decent person and just latch on real tight. And it's well, yeah, great. They can tell yeah. you terrible things, but it's the truth. So you can accept it rather than some kind of crazy lie. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Well, and uh, let's see, John, Jonah and Mark, you guys are all good Catholic boys mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, recovering. There uh, it is. Are, are you, uh, do you, 
you know, do you still believe? This is a question people ask me all the time and say, do you believe in God? And I go, define what God is. <laughs> um, how, how, how does is God, that well, very conservative upbringing for you, influencing I, you now? It lasted much longer than you would think. Yeah. Um, I was actually on the main state Catholic board running all the Catholic teen events when I was in high school. And wow. like the wow, bishop really and I. Oh, you really Oh, yeah, really. <laughs> well, it's because like, you know, they yeah. had the best pageantry, you know? Um, so it took a while mm-hmm. to get out of that. Um, and then I was kind of a cheerful agnostic for a minute. And. Um, now I've just, um, done mushrooms once and now God's my lover and it's great. So, you know, <laughs> we got past the whole Catholic thing and now I'm just, you know, free with the universe. God in the shroom. We're exactly. all interconnected. When exactly. I'm having sex with you, it's really, I'm having sex with myself. Have you seen that, uh, the Kurgasat video, the egg? No. And there, I guess oh, I there's guess. a story that like, you know, a man dies and he goes to heaven and he's talking with God. He says, you're oh, going to be reincarnated. And, yeah, yeah. and you're reincarnated as absolutely everybody until you're ready to, to become a God yeah. yourself. Yeah. And that the idea of like, you know, the cyclical nature of existence and, and connection and that the fact that we're all interconnected, possibly in real life, yeah. you know, uh, the, 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 in quantum space, we're all interconnected. So what you're saying is yeah. there is only masturbation, period. Really? Yeah. So when you're rude to somebody, you're really hating on yourself, you know? I, I look say, forward yeah. to being you in a future life. You seem kind of fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Likewise. <Yeah. laughs> Maybe we'd try Freaky Friday. Does that mean you have to say that I'm versatile in my profiles now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, is, is, that, is that a thing like for you guys, you know, because sex is so much a part of your creative lives and certainly, you know, Mr. Wheeler here is a... Quite uh, versatile in a lot of the <laughs> I've, I've seen in researching for this show. It was so much fun. I was going to gonna say, how much research did you do? It's like oh, late night research, an hour. Yeah, watching videos. <laughs> That'll get you through a couple sessions. Had yeah. a bottle of poppers. It was great. Mm. You know, no, but but I mean, in, in terms of like you know being an adult film star, and um, like, have you ever been pressured into doing things you don't want to do? Like, not really. But like, yeah. part of the reason for that is that I'm adventurous and omnivorous and i love the process of like how the sausage gets made the behind the scenes of porn making yeah. yeah you put me in a scene doing a thing that i'm like as long as i'm comfortable with the idea if it's mm-hmm. something i'm unfamiliar with i'm excited about trying the new thing if you put me with somebody that i don't yet know how to connect with i'm excited by the job of learn how to connect with this person mm-hmm. there's there's not many ways you can put a, a sexual task in front of me that i feel displeased about taking on although we haven't tried it like with a stopwatch like we need a timer element I that think sounds like a fun <laughs> challenge yeah what like you have to come in five minutes or something or what kind yeah, of timer that would be that would be a neat a neat task <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm time pressure i want to like make some some games scenes like i would love to do a kind of musical chairs um mm-hmm. around the idea of like the number of partners keeps shrinking as somebody comes like a group scene 20 mm. people Every time a pair, you change partners every minute. People get removed as somebody comes and somebody else. So you, <laughs> you're, you're yeah, your optional partners get smaller and smaller as other people get off. And you're going to be playing like, you know, uh, Herb Albert music in the back. <laughs> 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 but, but, but I mean, I, I was looking at, at your, you know, porn and and there was this one that was called uh, Welcome to the Free Use Kitchen featuring Dakota oh, yeah. Lovell. Amon Bain, Amani. And Amani, and Jonah Wheeler. Yep. And the premise is really, um, it's really hard to masturbate to this. Yeah. 
Because you guys are talking throughout the entire time as if no sex is happening. Yeah, that's a, that's that's not a scene that I produce. That is yeah. a scene by the uh, overall studio of Say Uncle. They started a free use site. Free use is a fetish concept, a kink based on the idea that people who are involved in the sex are not acknowledging that it's happening. Okay. That sex is occurring without the sort of without the awareness of people involved in a fantastical space. So, so it, it's free yeah. use. Free use. Type, and that's the kink. That's the kink. And it's you are having sex, but you're not acknowledging it's happening. So you're usually doing something else. Yep. You're I see this a, a lot. video game. Yeah. You're cooking. I see and, a lot of the like somebody's playing video games with their friend and the friend and them are like engaged in the game and talking to each other. But that somebody else is fucking one of them who's mm-hmm. very aware and involved and loud about the sex. Where do you think the turn on comes in from that? Ooh. What's, what's, where's, where's like how, what part of the brain, what's the juices that are flowing because of that? I can only Is speak from my personal or? enjoyment. And I enjoy this scene in the scenario where somebody doesn't know it's happening and somebody does. Mm-hmm. That contrast is really interesting to me. Also, mm-hmm. the the smoothness of somebody being able to be sexually and get particularly for the for the bottom to be like. Not interacting with the sex requires such a degree of skill mm-hmm. to be able to get fucked really hard and not show it. Mm. That's. Like, you I have don't, to have a good game face. You have to have a like really that. good game face, and that impresses me and turns me off. It's almost like the same thrill of like cheating or something, right? In, yeah. in a certain kind of way, because like you're doing something, the other person's not aware you're doing it, so it makes it a little more thrilling. Yeah, and, and, and something like you're not maybe like cheating, but just playing on your own, sneak creeping. I'd yeah. like to say rather than cheat. This one's, <laughs> a, this one's a weird one, and it's only recently gotten to my awareness. Recently, first up, I, I mean, I, I maybe I've seen it, but I don't know if I've really heard that term before but mm-hmm. also too it's kind of like that stuck porn right where like yeah. mom's like you know trying to get something out from underneath the kitchen cabinet and then she gets stuck and so uncle john comes in and like trying to get her loose and instead of getting her loose he just fucks her mm-hmm. and, she, and she's acting like help me get me loose help me get me loose yeah <laughs> i've been told they're related concepts yeah um i interestingly i don't see stuck porn as a as a kink concept in gay porn spaces mm-hmm. yet like it hasn't translated it's out a, of it's more of a because I learned from a from a straight guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he says he's straight, but you know, there's it's funny. I feel like guys the egg that. we're all masturbating with each other, yeah. basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's know, funny looking. They're all connected. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny looking. It's uh, like this is an example of yeah. things that are kink concepts mm-hmm. for the straight community that don't exist for the gay community. There's one that I love: hot wife, hot wife, hot, hot wife. It's yeah. It's similar to the cuckold concept, which we know as gay people. It's mm-hmm. that's where somebody in the relationship is excluded. Somebody like uh, partner A is having sex with an out an out of relationship person, and partner B is upset about this. Hot wife is partner A is having sex with somebody out of the relationship, and partner B is excited. They are proud of partner A. They're like, "You're so hot. I'm so glad this makes you happy." Mm. It's extramarital relationships that you're excited about. We don't have this as gay people because we just do that. Like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of the opposite of cuckolding. Instead of being upset yeah. that your spouse is having good sex you're with excited, somebody. You're excited. You're proud. You're Fuck my wife, please. I, it's yeah. more wholesome. Yeah. I feel way, like right? that a lot of that yeah. hot wifing still gets labeled as cuckold on some of the stuff I've seen on Twitter because clearly the guy's into it. Yeah. And so he might call him a cuck, but really it's it's a hot wife. And now there's a term to help start de- like uh, right. dividing these two emotionally dif- different concepts. 
Mm. And what, 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 oh, I see. I was like, and what is the term? Hot, hot wife. wife. I see, I see. Right. Hot wife. So, like, the yeah. umbrella term of cuckoldry, and now we've got, yeah. you know, these diverging paths. What else are these crazy straights up to? <laughs> what else are they into? <laughs> we we got to do your own research. I only know so much. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, this past week, I posted photos. So, uh, you know, I, I just recently did a bodybuilding show, got the silver for silver folks. Hey. First timer. Woo. Woo. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and, and, uh, one of our listeners, uh, uh, said, I'll give you some, a nice sum of cash. I said, make it an offer. I can't refuse. Not when I can. So 10 bucks. Yeah, a lot more, but um, that's an offer that you can refuse. And so he wanted me like to make a video where I'm ripping out of a shirt and flexing in front of it, and I'm just like, and part of me was like really hesitant to make this video because I don't want to look foolish. <laughs> and so I was like, kind of taking my time with it. And he's like, "Come on, buddy, put up or shut up," you know. So I made this video, and it was really empowering and really beautiful. And so I posted a couple of the screen grabs of it on on Instagram. And people are like, should I? And as a joke, I said, should I start an OnlyFans or a just for Not fans? Not really much of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> More like an inquiry. Market research, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh my God, did I open a, bo- a Pandora's box of hot mess? And so all these people. Don't call Pandora that. <laughs> <laughs> and just a, just a lot of different opinions about this. And it's like, you know, uh, when God is bringing us together in some ways, uh, and so for me, I was just like, God, I guess this is something that I really should consider. And so I started looking at those websites and in my mind, I was thinking it's just traditional porn, but there's like, you know, there's this, there was one woman she's like, we're going to make healthy cupcakes. Of course she has big old boobs mm-hmm. and long fingernails and a lot of makeup. And she's like, let me stick it in the oven. It's so hot. Mm, it's so moist. Mm, let me and put it in my closed. mouth. She's, she's closed. completely she's closed. She's not fingering herself. Yeah. She's but not taking like, the batter and pouring it's, it's it on not, it's instead, of, instead of cooking with drag queens, it was cooking with porn stars. Mm. But then I just started seeing like, you know, because we're so used to these restrictions that we have on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and mm-hmm. even Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. uh, even with Elon Musk at the helm that, when we give ourselves the permission, we're allowed to be naked or do something that may be interpreted as sexual mm-hmm. or that, you know, can be flagged, then all kinds of wild and wonderful things happen. Yeah. And so um, has that kind of been like your journey as artists also seeing that permission happening? Uh, can I say something you might yeah. not have realized? Go. Um, we had been making art together before uh, Jonah went into porn. Um, oh, really? The, yeah. the porn is a new thing. The porn, well, the porn happened during the pandemic. About three years ago. Right. And we, we've we been dating for five and a half-ish mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Uh, and we were doing cabaret stuff, but it was a little bit more traditional. And I was certainly not doing the adult like content of like the songs we were doing. But everybody kind of knew when you started doing porn and I was still performing with you in these other settings. And I was like, well, everybody has already seen my partner naked, so I might as well like be a little more adult in my content, you know, anyway. Yeah. And so it's strange that you doing porn helped free me up as a songwriter as far as mm-hmm. what I felt comfortable sharing. Because mm-hmm. otherwise I was like, this is just pretending that we don't know that my partner is, you know, fucking half of New York. Yeah. So <laughs> It's like it's like why you have a go-go boy in a bar. It's somebody who is there and vibrant and public mm-hmm. and exposed in a way that makes everybody else feel like that's the bar of exposure. As long as I'm lower than that, I don't need to be self-conscious. Yeah. Mm. 
And so who was the go-go boy when you guys met also? Was it, was it Jonah or John? Well, I mean, he, he, you've always been, you know, a, a slut. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've been yeah. a slutty person. Okay. Always. It's baked into the, the batter. Yeah. yeah. You're not a slut. You're a people person. <laughs> I'm both. <laughs> I call him a universal adapter. I am not a whore. Okay. No, me Malone from Showgirls. <laughs> But no, but I mean, you know, part of it is like uh, we're all interconnected and you're sort of creating this content and suddenly this platform and, you know, the COVID pandemic opens up the excuse Mm -hmm. for you to create your own wild and wonderful of whatever I want. Yeah, it's amazing. Like back when I worked in in theater as a musician, like if I wanted to make something, I had to be able to like hire so many people to be able to help me like book a space and pay for it that I was going to perform it and then justify it with enough ticket sales to be able to like put a thing on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like now, if I want to make something, I just put it online. I have an audience for it and I do whatever the hell I want. Like, of course, like there's plenty of like traditional porn that I make because I like sex and I'm an exhibitionist sometimes. (laughs) However, that's like, great. I'm really in my feels today about the different, like the implication differences in Joe Beam's song Waters of March in in Portuguese versus in English. And I'm going to talk about it while I jerk off. Uh, I'm going to make a dumb video about uh, eating Chinese food through a glory hole and put that on the Internet. And <laughs> I like it'll be fun lot. and yeah. silly. And there is an audience I can show it to. I can just make things now when I feel like it and show it to people who even at the worst moment of it, they're like, cool, this wasn't my thing, but I know you'll put something else out tomorrow. So whatever. But, you know, you're getting paid for this and the banks and the credit card processors are still sort of like leering over this platform. Mm-hmm. And we saw, you know, OnlyFans being telling basically everybody, you can't make porn anymore. Mm-hmm. And so everybody flocked to Just for Fans and then OnlyFans said, oh, we were just kidding. Come yep. back. OnlyFans still holds the bulk of market awareness. You, mm-hmm. It's really hard to avoid being on that platform because everybody knows what it is. It's the Kleenex of... Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. easy to get people to sign up for it as opposed to Just for Fans, which has so many fewer restrictions, so much less like like uh, like censorship daddy is looking over you to make sure that you didn't use the word meat or 16 before we ban you. And, um, and so what, what kind of restrictions yeah. are you, are you uh, facing like... Do you use both platforms? I or? use both platforms. Yeah. I bring up the, those terminology restrictions because, like, OnlyFans has a really, like, strict filter of what yeah. words you cannot say, which is inconvenient. Like, I can't say that, like, oh, me and Brian met doing this thing and we went home and filmed a scene together because met is a banned word because they don't want you to meet people on their platform for prostitution purposes. So the word meet oh. is outlawed. I can't talk about the 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 12 loads of Christmas Bukaki scene I did this year because 12 is a banned word because it's an illegal age to have sex at. So you're constantly translating oh. from one platform to the other because you're uploading to both platforms mm-hmm. to reach a broader audience. Yep. I, uh, I called somebody dad in this scene and I have to edit where I did that out of OnlyFans because I'm not allowed to do that. But you I can't can call somebody dad. You cannot. It's a it's an, uh, it's an implication inc- of incestuous relationship. Oh, what about daddy? Um, a little vaguer. You can probably get away with that. Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Poppy. You, so it's, it's yeah. back to YouTube. There's like, you get flagged and, mm. and then they say, hey, keep it up and we'll shut down your account. Yep. Do they send you a list of things you can't say or do you, is this trial and error? Trial and error. Oh. OnlyFans is really, really bad customer support. 
Oh, damn. Uh, it's unfortunate. Why even, why even use OnlyFans? Because they have such great market recognition. Sure, sure. It is easy to get people to come look at the dick that I put on the Because once they're registered for one OnlyFans account, it's easy for them to just mm-hmm. you know sign on yeah. to yours as yeah. well. They can okay. link, click, subscribe, or follow, and then suddenly. Well, know. that, and I'm guessing there's also an element of like people are like, there's enough people on OnlyFans that I know yeah. that my credit card information is safer than mm-hmm. a site yeah. I might not have heard of already. Yeah, if you and don't. Then, if, if, and the other players in the market are also on OnlyFans. So if you want to yeah. share content, it's easier to share on the same thing because you're doing the same background check kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. I mean, like all the like all the full timers are on both sites. Yeah. Like interesting. So so you kind of have to because that's the frustration that I find as a podcaster. It's like you have to put stuff on Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Visa Fund, YouTube, slash plus, iTunes, Spotify and our website, Visa slash plus. We access thousands. In fact. Uh, to almost 20 years of amazing interviews with fabulous people like John Coons and Jonah Wheeler. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and so the frustration is that you're spending more time distributing the content than making it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that sucks. It's part of the work. It's part of the work. You know? You this, ha- yeah. You have to just show things everywhere mm-hmm. you can. I mean, like, like you have the same mm-hmm. thing. There are places you get mm-hmm. paid for your work online yeah. and there are places that you put out things for free and you have to sure. be putting things in all of those places all of the time. Do you ever do free use porn of you editing your porn while somebody's fucking? <laughs> oh God, I want to do that. I want to do that. Well, that's actually. <laughs> oh, I have, a, I have a free use idea yeah. that I've really been wanting to do. I have the like black priest outfit okay. with the collar. Mm-hmm. I would like to do one of these where I'm getting fucked while reading aloud the most uh, sensual Bible passages. Well, that's actually a, a category of OnlyFans content is showing your process behind the scenes mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. people. Because, you know, part of it is, uh, you know, if you're not cranking out content, then you lose the subscribers, you lose money. Yeah. You know, uh, is there is there a good way to describe OnlyFans or just for fans without using words that will get you flagged on Facebook or oh. Instagram? For or example, like the or languages Reddit? of TikTok that I know you have to use as far as like spicy instead yeah. of sexy. Spicy. You, spicy is difficult now. Like TikTok is, is, is wise to spicy. You don't want to say that there too spicy much. Spicy means a lot of things these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of things. So you can't say sex with S-E-C-K-S? No, because the platforms have gotten wise to you trying to get around uh, describing things by misspelling them. So now words that are not in their dictionary... Uh, get your content lower placed in the algorithm. So you can't say funky. Let's funk. You could. That's a word it knows. Yeah. Like, and, I but could it's d- not going to say, oh, I know what you're trying to say. The intent of the law. Yeah. Supposed, the spirit of the law is opposed to the intent. The, like, TikTok cannot <clears throat> figure yeah. out that I'm talking about an orgy when I call it a high-intensity, close-proximity queer social event. Oh, I like oh. that. <laughs> yeah. You know what a high-intensity, close-proximity queer social event is. Oh. So you can't say, like, carnal sensual videos on membership platforms. You might get away with that. Carnal might be a trigger. Carnal is going to be difficult. Because yeah, um, there's carnal plus. plus. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a site that I shoot for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a play like, on the French canal plus. Canal plus, yeah. Oh, uh, what? It's a, a French channel. It's like the P- PBS of, of France. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I have to talk to LeGrand about that. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I often talk about when yeah. I'm, you know, speaking in, a, in an Instagram or a TikTok video. I'll say, you know, that video thing that I do, not this one. Oh, um, interesting. The other one. If you know, you know, when I'm, you know, when I'm doing those video things, other than the ones that I'm making right now, 
Uh, like, I have a question for you. I, for a while, people on TikTok were referring to it as corn instead of porn. I'm worried that TikTok <laughs> is going to catch on to that. The corn farmers. Yeah. Corn? I don't remember having corn. It's, right. <laughs> so, like, you know, back in the day, you used to spell porn with a zero for the yeah, O. Uh-huh. Exactly. Or, or you would call it prawn, and now they're, they just Even know. Even then. It's, right. it's too yeah. known. Uh, yeah. And then what was the uh, accounting? Accounting. You, well, you so, have an OnlyFans account, so you are an accountant. So why can't uh, we so say, say I'm a spicy accountant? This yeah. is like performance art because everybody kind of knows that you're nude, and you know that this is going to be juicy and fun. Mm-hmm. Or can we say the word fun now? Is mm-hmm. our podcast doomed? We can do it for four more months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so uh, when when you're creating all this content and you're obviously posting clips or samples on on platforms that are censored heavy, mm-hmm. like Facebook or Instagram then uh, it, it just becomes this kind of like legal mind game, right? It becomes a... Uh, talking to the microphone, sorry. sorry. It becomes a, like, a test of creativity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's... It's fun. It's a frustrating part of the game that I do enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, a video that I made for TikTok that I'm very fond of is one that I talk about fisting. Mm-hmm. And I talk about fisting by saying it as, like, holding up this this sweater that I have. My instructor for this making the fisting, the fisting shape with my hand, told me to think of this as like putting on a loose knit sweater. You want to like work your way in carefully, find where all the, ter- the curves are, get to know the material and how it stretches and plays before you start moving faster. Like I've managed to talk about fisting without ever saying the word or mention sex or anything sexual at all, but it's very clear. And that video did very well because it's, it's, because it, it's, it's clever, it's thoughtful. It, it knows. Yeah. The lesbian described fisting. She said it was being uh, filled with love. <laughs> <laughs> I ex- describe a lot of things as being filled with love. Well, love and, and for me, I'm others. like, I don't think I'm going to be doing stuff that like where it involves me, you know, requiring me to have a boner or having you know penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm more interested in the body because you know, it's, uh, skip, your friend. Your friend Skip Shirey, who's, you know, performed with the Mount of Palmers, you guys have mm-hmm. as well. Um, and, you know, is a, basically my brother. Uh, we come from a, a background and generation with Performance Art Church that if we could make it wild, wi- woolly, weird and wonderful and hilarious, we would. And so if, if you told Skip, make a porn, he may, you know, dress up as an alien and put you behind a uh, glass like a like a stripper at a club, mm-hmm. and then have the alien ejaculate this horrible smelling liquid on your face. Mm-hmm. He may be able to do that <laughs> in a show called Xenophobia right. that took place in Austin, Texas, in the early nineties. In our contemporary environment, yeah. some platforms will allow you to publish that, and some will not. Yeah, you probably couldn't put put that on OnlyFans because it's non-human sexuality. And and so that's a, a, a you might have to edit the clip. So then OnlyFans becomes a promo for Just for Fans, and Just for Fans at a certain point is going to have to address the pressure from payment processors and banks who are ultimately censoring everybody. Mm-hmm. Or they work with a different uh, a different uh, processing uh, yeah. group. There's because now now uh, Just for Fans allows you to receive payment in Bitcoin. I think that's right. I yeah. don't do it, so I don't really know. And on, it's suddenly like my thousand dollars is now worth twenty. <laughs> right on the uh, yeah. the the credit yeah. card processing thing. Yeah. There are a couple of studios that do uh, uh, incest role play concepts. A lot of like dad, son, brother, etc. Yeah. Most of them have to say stepson, stepbrother, stepdad, mm-hmm. because the payment processing companies will not process 
the closer relationship. They mm. won't allow you to do it and use their services. One of the companies has instead uh, contracted with an independent payment processor, so they're allowed to do the direct relationship. Wow. Oh. The terminology is a result of the payment processor and not the creative direction of or intention of the studio. I follow a couple of people on Twitter and some of them say they're brothers, but I have my doubts. Do you think <laughs> most of those guys, do you think they are brothers? Some of those guys that do the porn? You should yeah. have your doubts. Somebody yeah. surely is doing that. Yeah. I mean, um, there was definitely some identical twins that were doing some stuff. There are a pair uh, of the, there are a pair of brothers working in gay porn right now who are possibly identical twins, at least very similar in age and look. But mm -hmm. they also don't market themselves as brothers mm -hmm. and use different last names for their work. Well, there's mm -hmm. the most famous and notorious, the Bellamy twins, who are like, mm -hmm. we just fell in love with each other. And then we decided to do pornography, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, man, what? I, I, don't, they, I don't like my... Anybody in my family <laughs> that way, you know, mm -hmm. it's like and, you know, as gay couples, we uh, there is this harmonization that happens when you're with somebody for a long time that Mark and I and I'm sure you guys. Get I this. have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we look nothing alike. I think your hair is getting curlier as we speak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, have, I have always yeah. been a uh, an advocate of not for us being boyfriend twins, but acknowledge mm -hmm. that we are boyfriend mm -hmm. twins. And then so people, you know, even they say now it's not pay-per-view, it's pay-per-perv. And it's like, then it's, and then it's this idea of like not wanting to look down upon the artistic creative work that mm -hmm. you're doing. Because ultimately it's just art, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and so can't we just call it art? So because art is ultimately the most protected free speech that we have. I am trying to get a feeling out of you. The feeling happens to be include horny. Uh, and a handful of other things. But, but you yeah. can't say the word horny, you know, so it's, it's tricky, you know, and it's like, so maybe electric. Like, we're back to, you know, uh, covering yourself in, uh, you know, pancake syrup and waffles like Karen Finley did. And uh, well, that's yeah. why I kind of yeah. also I enjoy doing what we do, which is it's nobody's going to try to cancel me in in the kind of way that they would you as far as calling the are horribly, horribly adults, you know, parody songs, not art. Mm -hmm. Because it's singing, it's dancing, but I'm describing literally everything that's happening and sometimes a lot more in a much more graphic detail than what would happen in some traditional sex scenes. So I think I like doing the kind of stuff that we're doing because it gets people at least loosened up about what art can be and what it's not. Well, and we're hearkening now back to an era of censorship where yeah. you couldn't, you know, tiptoe through the tulips. Uh, you had to use code. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it? Um, Innuendo. Yeah, um, what was the famous uh, American songwriter? Uh, Cole uh, Porter. Cole Porter, thank yeah. you. Uh, you know, so it, it was, we had to use mm -hmm. code. And, and so, you know, Love Songs for Faggots seems like there's, there's a show there, I think, you know, a full show. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. You know, <laughs> we have, we've got a few other things down the line we're working on too. Well, so, you guys yeah. describe date night as putting on a show, which I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, yeah. that's actually from when we were at Skip's show is yeah. The, yeah. the post that comes out of and yeah. sometimes it's just that we're so busy doing our separate things that when we actually do get to see each other it's because we've scheduled it because we have a gig and then we're like oh right I haven't seen you in a minute but uh, also it's really romantic oh. to do to like perform yeah. together on stage it's like Lucy it and Desi Lucy said she yeah. did that TV show because she wanted to have uh, her home and she wanted Desi home and like their home was a studio <laughs> yeah. set yeah. Yeah. I mean it's you know it's kind of we're living that kind of experience ourselves I discovered something during that uh, during that skip show uh, 
the, the House hour of, of charm. The hour of charm. Hour of charm. Uh, yeah. Last month was yeah. just before we were about to go on uh-huh. for our thing. Like John is like running their lines, like thinking about their placement, listening to the audience, getting in tune with things, and I'm like, I'm like rubbing their back, nuzzling into their neck. Um, because it turns out for me, like I feel the same thrill of adrenaline, whether I'm about to do a sex scene or a stage show. <laughs> um, and that like just before we go on time is a very horny place for me where you're doing something very practical and unhorny. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm more like, uh, we just performed in front of a whole bunch of like people. And that's when I, that's my cigarette moment where I'm like, yeah, we just did the thing. Now we can like make out and be all like, you know, have fun, that kind of stuff. But it is really funny to clock that in you now because I'm just going to, next time I need to turn you on and I'm just going to be like, hey, babe, yeah, do you want to go perform in an open mic maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does, that, does that sound nice to Well, because you're both great. very uh, comfortable and, and energized being around people. Yeah. And yeah. We, we do well in front of people. Yeah, we know how to put on a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's just another excuse to do bits. And like, and that's even kind my of, porn is doing. Bits. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, that's kind of like also where like I find the overlap between like the sex and the music making. It's like, oh, can we do a bit with it? Great, mm-hmm. John. What advice do you have for people who are trying to rope in their lover and onto the stage? Oh, <laughs> uh, find out the way. Find out the thing that they are comfortable doing. And with uh, Jonah, it was you know we were doing shows where he wouldn't speak for quite a while because he was scared of like the public speaking aspect. But I could put him in a speedo. Uh, because that was something that was much closer to the things that he was comfortable with. So you start with like the place that they're comfortable with. They don't have to speak, you know, something like that. And then you can kind of go like that. So maybe your partner just really likes to knit and likes to talk about knitting. Have them talk about knitting while you do something that performance based around it. And then they feel comfortable with that. And then, you know, you get muscle memory performing with each other. And then you can kind of Trojan horse your way into getting them to be a performance partner. That's really good advice, actually, is it, find the strengths. Yeah. You know? Or just what they feel comfortable about. Like, this, people are afraid of public speaking, but, like... He's trying it, to figure out how he's going to rope me into his OnlyFans. <laughs> hey, go for it. Dude. I, I think, it's you know, amazing. people would pay money to see Mark sit on balloons. I'm, I'll sit on balloons. And pop them. There you go. Wear pants or underwear. Oh, yeah, yeah. you did. When they scenes. pop, they will cut the skin A in unpleasant cut? places. Oh, really? I know this from well, experience. At least oh, I was thinking about having yeah. a boner and sticking, like, a pin in, like, the end of my... And then popping them with a the bone. You will get sharp plastic quickly recoiling into your dick okay it will hurt that's gonna stop me from also, doing that i appreciate the advice you're welcome <laughs> you also the explosion of the balloon might drive that needle in in a yeah. um, not you also, friendly way you also get rubber all over your house we okay. found balloon bit they popped 20 balloons we found balloon bits for months i don't care unless oh, i'm a drag queen and stuff i'd have so much glitter. Yeah, I was like, we're still finding glitter, glitter on the yeah. floorboards. Four years ago, yeah. <laughs> glitter is part of your life yep, when yeah. you're in show business. Yeah. Uh, what? What is? Uh, there's some cool stuff that like uh, I, I looked up. Um, fitness related content. Is that something you're like uh, interested in doing? Musical theater on or OnlyFans content? I don't. I'm not particularly interested in doing <laughs> fitness content because yeah. I'm trying to present like sexuality from a place that isn't sort of like muscle bodybuilder athletic yeah yeah like i work out i like i feel like i have a pretty good body but i also want to make porn about where where you can live vicariously through it by feeling i could have i understand how i could have that body i understand what i would need to do to get the body that jonah has in this it's attainable 
So like, I'm not thinking too hard about fitness and I don't want to tell a story yeah. of fitness to my audience. Because, because my audience, you know, I always think I'm like, Hey, I'm inspiring and stuff, bodybuilding. Yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's so nice to see someone with an average build oh. <laughs> and an like, approachable build. And I'm like, that is not what I'm going for. <laughs> I mean, I just look at uh, performing and what we do is like an excuse to wear like silly, sparkly, shiny things. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so the, the one of the jokes in the show is like, you want people to look at you, but not look at you? Try fashion. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> thrift stores. Exactly. Well, sometimes. Well, yeah. uh, cosplays and role playing. Like if you, you know, one's Spider-Man and the other one's the Goblin and he gobbles on spiders. Mm. You know, man's yeah. I love rod. I love costume play. Yeah. Like I love I love costume play of like anonymous characters in our lives. Sure. I just got a postman outfit that I've mm. uh, cut the ass open on <laughs> and I really want to get fucked in my postman. It's going to be hard to wear outside. I you know what? It turns out you also can't legally wear postman clothes unless you are filming it or you're on stage. You can oh. only be dressed in postman's uh, attire if you're a postman or you are playing one on, on film or on stage. Wow. But that said, I really, really want you to go to some kind of pup event and just streak through in your postman outfit and yes. see how many you can get to chase you. Yeah, and they'll be <laughs> so all it's easier to dress legs. up as yes, a cop please. than it is easier to dress yeah. up as Rita the mail lady. I think you're also yeah. not allowed to dress up as cop. You now, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to go to a leather conference, is, uh, half of the people are police officers, you know? Well, I don't think that Not they, real, but... I mean, yeah, the, the yeah. badge has to be very, very fake looking. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. You can't impersonate yeah. It has to be costume. You can't do right. some kind of fraud. Yeah. Right. But there's same, this one same guy with, like, being a priest, right? that I know uh, who's on Instagram, and he's like... he, And part of it is like, they're they're all... It's this weird, like, I'm not a slut. I'm, I'm just, you know... And he's into, like, dressing up as a lumberjack, and he chops wood mm -hmm. and then there's another guy who dresses up as characters from star wars mm -hmm. and he has a you know a lightsaber that he waves very seductively you know and to me i'm just kind of like i don't want to be that kind of person that is like gonna be like you know like not wanting to be a slut <laughs> and everyone's like i'm wholesome i'm pure you know but like i am doing sex work i yeah. am showing off my sexuality and drawing you in with my sex but i, I don't do sex work well, and somebody, I'm just dressed as a hot lumberjack. That's different. Right, yeah. And and somebody, at, you know, I work for a large corporation doing tech support and, and somebody at work was like, got into trouble because an angry customer was accusing them of being a sex worker just to, as retaliation, mm -hmm. you know, which was obviously mm -hmm. a lie. Mm -hmm. And so she was like crying about it. And I said, honey, we're all whores here, honey. <laughs> we are all selling our bodies to different yep. things, different parts for different tasks. Yeah. All work is sex work. It's yeah. not sex work is work. It's all work is sex work. You know, it's the other way around. And it's like, listen, your body and your time, yeah. whether you're ple it's pleasurable for you or not, it's going to be something you're exchanging. <laughs> Like, you know? especially as yeah. like a singer or an actor or something like that, you have trained your muscles to do a certain thing so that you can do a kind of performance of things that we do elsewhere in life so that somebody in the audience will have a very strong reaction, emotional mm -hmm. reaction to it. That's right. porn. Right. Yeah. That's porn and that's singing. We're both entertaining people with our bodies. Yeah. I just do it from the inside of my body. Yeah. And outside too. I mean, sure, you're also yeah. an amazing pianist. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. And I can't even say that on Facebook anymore. <laughs> feet pics. What about like showing your feet? That I mean, I wear heels. They're yeah. up and toed. So do you come to one of my shows and just take a picture. There you go. Well, I mean, uh, is that something you guys have contemplated or discussed? Like, hey, how can we, you know, make 
Yeah. Oh, I tried to sell out, and like it turns out, I I, I owed more than I got. So. <laughs> you put it on layaway. Uh, what about like holiday theme content? You know, it's we like, actually, Valentine's Day is coming. Yeah, what are you guys doing for Valentine's Day? You wrote a Christmas song that's very on brand for uh, you. I wrote a big song all about that old familiar feeling of that holiday ideation that's come back once again. And so we wrote like a kind of like '50s style song that's all about all the different ways that you picture yourself hung with care. And, uh, you know, so we'll do holiday content in that kind of way like that. Um, you have a very fun thing coming up for Valentine's Day that you should talk about. Oh, yeah, Short Bus. Yeah. Um, the somebody, John Cameron Mitchell film. Yeah, uh, yeah. somebody has adapted a uh, sort of a play version of this, a live event version. Uh, not taking the story and characters directly from the movie, but mm. based on the values of that, of that story, has written yeah. new characters. Um, also still including live sexual performance, um, which I'm doing some of the, the yeah. live sex scenes. Okay. Um, it's a live event for an audience. The event, the party, the social gathering of, of that happens in the movie of Short Bus mm -hmm. is part of the event. Mm -hmm. What's um, the plot of Short Bus again? Is, is a chick is uh, walking around the city of New York trying to find her orgasm? It's a lot of, it's a lot of yeah. people... Finding issues with sexual disconnection and trying okay. to find ways to do that. She's a therapist. She's a sex, sex therapist, therapist. Yeah. but yeah. she also herself cannot achieve orgasm. It's, it's, it feels like a, a low-budget version of everything, everywhere, all at once. Or what? the other way. No. <laughs> but is it that she's sort of like going into different universes trying to solve a puzzle. And um, the puzzle is like her own orgasm. I think you may be adding extra elements yeah. into this movie <laughs> like, that are I don't not know, there. I don't remember a sci-fi. It was a sequel is. to uh, uh, Hedwig, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but it is a yeah. bunch of people trying it's to find a, a bunch of people trying to achieve sexual connection mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and get emotionally involved. Uh, and and I think the element that we're leaving out is that there is a communal element of this. There, there is a coming together by coming together. Uh, uh, and actually sharing a physical space, and it's all focused around a queer poly sexual gathering that happens repeatedly through the film that all the characters attend. Also co-starring Justin Vivian and Bond as themselves. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> so you're going to have Justin Bond in in your show? I think they just go by Vivian. Now. Vivian. Mm -hmm. I don't believe uh, V is part of it, uh, but Justin Elizabeth Sayer is playing that kind of a role. Interesting. Uh, they're taking on that, yeah. that, uh, MC-ish quality. Yeah, MC-ish character mm. in, within the The transcendent the transgender host. <laughs> so, yes. when you're yeah. having your sex scene, like, you know, will you, will that be the focus of that scene or are you just fucking somebody while something else is happening on and they don't know you're fucking? I think it's, <laughs> the rehearsals are happening while I'm here in Chicago. Okay. So I go back and I just get plugged into it. But I believe that it is a sort of, so you're bottoming it. I am, Probably topping, you know, okay. my partner. Okay. Uh, maybe both. We've done we both. We just plugged in, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so, so this is happening on what day? Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, And you'll be seeing the show? Oh, absolutely. Will you be yeah. bringing roses afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> I'll find something I can fling bring you. bring one rose, a brown one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be bringing a rosebud for you. Yes, yeah. exactly Aww. right. Yeah. Who's? <laughs> you'll have to wait and see them. I can name at least five people who we know are coming who you could pick. That's true, but well, I'm not going to name drop them on no. you. Well, because you guys are so like sexual and, and, you know, so uh, polyamorous. Uh, do, do you what like, gave you that idea? <laughs> do you ever like say, like, I found this beautiful guy. Yes. yes. Oh, you can do anything you want to with him. One of our friends comes into our life because John yeah. sends me his Twitter and is like, 
this guy's super cute. I think you should film with him because I want to watch that. He, so was I, an, he was another performer. Yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. I was like, this has vibes that I think that Jonah would enjoy. So, And we I meet would, on a gig in California, and then he moves to New York, and then we start hanging out socially, and now we're friends, and like you and two now, hang like, out on go your out own. And, like, go to the movies and that kind of stuff. So like, I really like that I've got this ace in the hole where it's like, oh, I don't even have to be great. I've got this you know, wonderful hot boy. I you can just phone it in. Exactly. And yeah. I'm just like, hey, you want to hang out sometime? My boyfriend's hot. <laughs> well, I would imagine also, too, like OnlyFans is like, just great like, if you want to have sex with hot guys, right? Because <laughs> it's one of the things when people t- tell me they're going to start an OnlyFans. I'm like, what are the things you want out of getting into porn? Mm-hmm. Do you want money? Do you want a career? Do you want immediate money? Do you want a, a venue for self-expression? Mm-hmm. Do you just want access to hot people? Mm-hmm. Do you want a place for people to watch you have sex for exhibitionist reasons? Access to hot people is a legitimate reason for having an OnlyFans and, and for having a Twitter. And access to hot people is a legitimate reason for your boyfriend to do OnlyFans. Right? <laughs> You're like, you got the looks, I got the brains, let's make lots of money. Cole Porter wrote that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we could have done this whole show in 1940s style. Yeah, exactly right. You well, know, I mean, that's that's a, a breaking bit news. Yeah, yeah exactly. breaking news. Yeah, yeah. John and Johnny and Jonah are in Chicago to treating everybody with a fabulous show. It's going to be making beautiful music together. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the show is is here in Chicago. It's going to be. Uh, what is it? Bleak. Bleak. With an exclamation point. So, Songs yeah. Bleak. for not quite end of the world. Songs for the not quite end of the world. Not quite end of the world. Yeah, because we're not there yet. Yeah. We are. We're we are, we are we exactly. Everything's we're, looking bad, but you're also not allowed to give up yet. This is a terrible spot to be what in. What do you yeah. think is, and what what calamities are we facing right now in the top five for Oh, God. Well, you know. I'm uh, running so, out of time, so make it There's quick. so much hope right <laughs> I think the end of the world, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I can say there's no more hopeful year than an election year in the yeah. United States because, I mean, the choices they give us are just so inspiring. So the United States yeah. plunging into fascism yep, is sure. one threat. Yep. Immediate threat. Um, yeah. The rising tide of fascism, you know, sure. that's wonderful. Because it's not change. in the United States, it's just worldwide as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then climate change is, sure. you know, clearly global food collapse is like, you know, right around the corner. So that's going to be fun. Uh, the AI uprising, uprising is more just that it's going to make it harder for creatives to try to squeak through capitalism without, you know. Can't you also use the AI to make your job easier? Yes and no. <laughs> I can use it to generate more stuff for me, but yeah. you know, um, I, I think that ultimately I'm just like you know tying the noose around my own neck and like sure. getting ready to jump by doing that. I yeah, just, wasn't the future supposed to be robots doing all the hard work and we make art and have sex? I was just out at the porn convention in Las yeah. Vegas last week, and yeah. there was one of the other booths was the like. AI porn booth where they were like getting models to sign up and like, mm-hmm. like model their likeness and their voice and their texting so that they can run accounts that create video using mm-hmm. your body and face and voice and com- communication style. That's something like the Screen Actors Guild really fought against. Yep. Yeah. And I, all of these performers know. were so excited to go do it. And I was like, no, you guys. They're going to steal your soul. We have the funnest thing here right now. But Don't like in talking to, to your audience, uh, are they the kind of people that are able to masturbate to something if they know it's just a robot? Probably not mine. I mean, like yeah. the, the personal connection is, I think, a feature of what I do. But like, there's people different that, audiences are for different things. Yeah. Stick it off to anime. There's a lot of cartoon porn out there. Yeah, yeah. you know. So well, is this just expanding the market, or you know, because when we first started podcasting, it was easier, I think, for us to 
you know, monetize the audience because there was less shows in general. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, national public radio really came in and brought in a bigger audience, but it also brought in millions of podcasts. Right. And so people are like, this is going to be good for you because there's a bigger audience. And I was like, but it's also harder to monetize it. There's too. only so much money yeah. to go to come from that audience. Right. That, right. And it's also harder to find the signal through the noise. Yep. So, and so, so part of it is like, you know, then you become the flavor of the week and then everybody's, you know, and that's part of like grinder and, and dating and hookup apps is that it makes us, uh, it, it, it commodifies it us. It commodifies our own sexuality. Yeah. Right. So you are like trying to hook up with like, could your relationship exist today if you were trying to develop that relationship in the world that we live in now? Oh, um, because I, I would say with Mark and I, I don't think it, it, it would be very difficult to meet somebody like Mark. And, and Oh, I would have been taken already. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it was it, hard to, when we met, it was hard to meet people. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and part of the, the magic of our relationship is the fact that there was a feeling of scarcity. 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 Thank you. Well, I mean, I was doing like all the apps and like that kind of stuff before I met Jonah. And I yeah. did have to literally go to New York and meet him in a coffee shop just by chance. Mm -hmm. um, so you can like feel geolocate like I, in New York to meet Jonah. Well, I, he wasn't Jonah yet. So oh, yeah, that. that's no right. One. Yeah. Um, but like, I uh -huh. think most of the couples that I know still are, are meeting on the apps, probably. Um, but. Ah, it's just getting harder and harder for everybody. I think I, I really don't know. Listening to the audience here, they're all like, "I don't know what to do." A lot of people have given up on the apps. Well, you like, know what they should do? They should all come to our show on Wednesday night yes. because then they're going to be meeting all the beautiful, like-minded mm -hmm. people. And so I, 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 I don't want to say I guarantee it, but I guarantee that they will meet their soulmate at Bleak Songs for the Not Quite End of the World. And you got to leave the house <laughs> if you want to meet somebody. That there is you that. Go out. There is you have that. to leave. See people go out on the streets, be around. Make but it's also available. like uh, yeah. it's there's a mental health crisis, right? So all this isolation is also making people like you know uh, more dysfunctional in their interpersonal relationships. Yeah. And instead of like seeing, oh, I'm having problems with my relationships, people are starting to turn that into an identity. You know, I'm an introvert or I'm on the spectrum or, or I'm a vegan or whatever it is. The very hip yeah. book to read right now in yeah. polyamorous circles is Polysecure. Are you uh -huh. guys familiar with this one? It's kind of the ethical sluts, you know, granddaughter mm -hmm. or whatever. Sure. Uh, and they talk about different attachment styles. I have an anxious attachment style. I have an avoidant attachment style. Um, and there are a lot of people who are kind of wearing that as an identity now, too. And they look at it as a kind of an excuse of their behavior. They're like, well, that's just not the way that I, you know. Mm -hmm. But the book itself actually says... Bitch, don't like let this be like an excuse for you have to do some fucking work. And the reason that we even have these kind of things like attachment theory is so that you can navigate yeah. the world of making connections and growing together. Right? It's, it, so that well, you can yeah. get better. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing to like, <laughs> I don't know if I would call it a diagnosis to be like, this is the way that I meet people and, yeah. you know, um, but it's like, get messy. Just, just get out there, go meet people, get outside of your comfort zone. We had some really difficult talks in the first three or four months of our relationship that, I mean, Jonah called me on a lot of my shit of, as far as like stuff I was uh, scared of or unsure of in a relationship. Uh, and I was very clear about like a lot of really hard, like these are things that we need to talk about so that we have an actual understanding and not just think that we're on the same page. And if we hadn't done that in the first three or four months, there's no way we would have survived much less the journey of you becoming a porn performer. So like you have to, uh, 
just whoever you are, you need to be having like really tough, hard conversations with whoever you're seeing really early on. And then it gets so much easier, but like, you're going to fuck up. You're going to, you're going to, you know, be a bad date. You're going to be whatever relationships. Still are messy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and when you guys disagree, how, how do you work that out? Well, I just explain the ways he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I admit it. So yeah. then we're solved. Well, part of it is like when you're so close to somebody and you disagree, you're really arguing with yourself back to the egg, yeah. you know, back I, to the idea that we're all the same person. I think most of our disagreements stem from the fact that we had a different emotional experience of something that happened to both of us. Mm-hmm. And then once we're able to like explain it, it's like, you thought you were doing X, Y, Z, but like, it made me feel like da, 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 da. Ah, I understand how I had that, re- how, how what I did had that response and I can act according to that, that knowledge next time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the thing is like, have some action items for your partner and be like, these are concrete ways that you can not, you know, run into the same problem again. And then actually the partner will do them or not. And if they're a good partner, then, and you've agreed on it, they fucking change. And then suddenly things get easier. So now like the whole arguments thing, we don't have that many. Yeah. And it's bizarre given like we live a very tumultuous life and like the friction never comes from each other. And that's the most romantic thing that I have to say about my wonderful, loving partner, Jonah. There are many ways to say, I love you. And the, the idea that a relationship is like 50, 50, it's really not. It's, it's about complimenting each other. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's really good at one thing, yeah. <clears throat> like, you know, you're really an amazing pianist and you're an amazing singer. Yeah. John. Yeah. And so together, you know, you guys dazzle the audiences, but you really like come together as, as people. John is the one who could recognize faces and I'm the one who knows how maps work. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I thought you were going to say you recognize faces and you recognize their butts. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Uh, but you should explain. Yeah. You have face blindness. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't, I can't recognize facial features well. <laughs> really? So like I, I, I could meet you on Wednesday and, and you'd be like, who are you? Oh, yep. well, you're wearing a hat right now. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't wear a hat on Wednesday, I will, will not, not know. I will not know who you are when you take the hat off. Do glasses throw you off? It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you're like Lois Lane. There are people what? who I would see every. I, there's a, a woman I went to college with, and I was yeah. like close friends with her. I saw her every day of school. Like halfway through my senior year, I saw her one day with her hair down instead of up, and I just didn't. I was like, "We, you sound familiar. We, we clearly have a relationship with the way we're interacting, but I have no idea who you are. I can't. I, I know her from her from her hair." Well, uh, I appreciate you guys coming onto the show to to talk about your relationship for <laughs> Valentine's Day, right? And and you know, you know, really, it's like the listeners out there, you know, if obviously you may not be a you know Broadway baby, mm-hmm. uh, but you're somebody who might want to you know plant a garden or or paint a picture, or take a ceramics class, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, go to your local community college and learn a language together. Start an OnlyFans with your with your boyfriend. Yeah, you create a project. Yeah, <laughs> get all your paperwork filed correctly for it. Yes, that's oh, really? what I want heads up. Yeah, but I, I would say uh, join a D and D group. Yeah, because it's role playing, and then you can decide if you want to turn it into kiki role playing afterwards. Oh. Is that because that's how you guys also? That's one of that's one of our like non professional fun hobbies that we get to do together with some friends. A lot of D and D. A lot of D and D. And that's uh, dicks and. Yeah, yeah. What? More dicks. Yeah, more dicks and more dicks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. It's role playing, yeah. so you make up a story. You're, you're making up a character and you're making up a story, and it's and fun. You put them in situations. Yeah, yeah. And they put them in situations, and then you, and it works best with people who are good in, 
improv, I guess. Well, surprisingly, a lot of people who do that are mm -hmm. very, very good at D&D, but you're terrified of improv and I it like, off with breaks that. you. Yeah. But you're great at D&D. Yeah. Um, I don't quite. We have, we have a party member who I would not think of them as being good at improv, but they're incredibly good at world building. Mm -hmm. um, and they're incredibly good at like drawing like a, a colorfully written backstory. They have a really like strong depth of character to draw mm. on mm. and emotion to draw on. I wouldn't describe them as good at improv, but they're good at creating a person and interacting as them. Yeah. Mark, wherever in New York, can you guys invite us to your d and Oh my God, we would, we would do yeah. a special like sex themed I would love you know, that. one shot and it would yeah. be, yeah. I was, as a kid, I watched that Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. I was obsessed with it. And then a family member gave me a box and I was like, esta cosa, yo no entiendo inglés. You know. <laughs> it's a lot of reading rules before you start to play. There's a lot of rules, you know, and a lot of dice. But and also, so, yeah. just get somebody who, everybody nerds out about this stuff, and they want to get people in. So if yeah. you don't know how to play, just come and be willing to, like, make a fool of yourself and roll some dice, and they'll help you through it. They'll tell you. So, yeah. is, I think That's what the dungeon master's for, right? Yeah. Because, you know, traditionally it's been, like, you're a knight, you're a sorcerer, mm -hmm. you're, but people have done, like, Star Trek versions, where yeah. you're John Luke Picard, or, or, you know, everyday people or drag queen versions yeah. or, you know, everything. Yeah. Smurf versions of <laughs> where every other word is Smurf. Uh, John Coons and Jonah Wheeler. Thank you so much for coming on Feast of Fun. Thank you so much thank for, you having for having us. us. Uh, you, where can people like kind of link through the link, link through the link to find the stuff that, you know, you can't share on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Uh, well, what's your Instagram what's your account? Instagram? Well, well, the yeah. Instagram, like the the safer work stuff, um, uh, Bleak the Musical, all one word on Instagram. It's got clips of Bleak, and we'll be posting, you know, clips of nocturnal emissions and that kind of stuff as they come back into the cycle. Um, that's a great place to find us. If you want to find the more after school extracurriculars, I'm uh, show off Jonah almost everywhere. It's just okay. a universal handle that you can scale up or down to whatever level of uh, of content rating you want to get to. All right. All so right. if you're just Google show off Jonah, they're going to find the guy with a porn stash. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's so useful. But it's yeah. also your show off Jonah on TikTok. And all those are family friendly and very fun. Mm -hmm. oh. And then there's the show off Jonah on Twitter, which is a little more Delilah at night. I wonder if I subscribed to you already. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll put all the links on the show notes for people who use uh, podcast apps that support it. You can just scroll down and look at all the links of our delightful friends, John Coons and Jonah Wheeler, who are going to be here once again in Chicago this Wednesday at the Newport Theater to perform bleak songs for not quite the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. And I want to remind folks to support your favorite podcast. And you can do that at feastoffun.com slash donate. Make a one-time donation. Or you can become a plus subscriber at feastoffun.com slash plus. Because your contribution to this show is what makes this show happen. What should we name the OnlyFans? Mm. Feast of Fun as well? Or, or mm. call it something else completely? <laughs> No, let's you know? we'll, let's brainstorm it. I, I mean, I just put it on Fausto Furnos on Instagram, and and people are just like follow that, you know. But and people go, you got a weird ass name. I'm like, tell me about. It. I was no. born with it. 
You, know? you might want to have a yeah. different name for your OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. You but, you know, I'm not saying? fooling nobody. You know, everybody you might knows fool well. some people. But it's also fun yeah. to have the other name that yes. you can step into. So Alter maybe you just important. need to have How readers. Dirk? Like, yeah, Dirk. But the thing about choice. it is, here's the thing, yeah. right? So back in the day. And we're, Let's get on camera and discuss what your porn name is. <laughs> what should I think we should have reader suggestions. So here's the thing about it is. So, like, I can't get into the. You can move over a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the thing about it is, is what's like, your porn name going to be, Fausto? I, I think it's just Fausto, you know, because the the problem is no one, everybody knows it's me, and I come from a Latin American culture, and I don't want to be like Hernan, you know, Fernando or some bullshit like that, you know, Artemio. Artemio. It's just that's, that's <laughs> awful, so, you know? so use a French name just for fun. And I'm fun. just such a just unique Pierre. person already, and it's like, or French. It's Counter, like, yeah. having the distinct name will yeah. help an audience find the right material. Right. Somebody who's trying to look up your porn, when they look up your Fausto, they're going to find your podcast. And if they want to get to the dick stuff, you want them to be able to get there immediately. But here's the thing, Mr. Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference between one and the other? I don't see any difference at all. It was really. This is pornographic, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Giving somebody pleasure or laughter or feeding their mind, it, the mind is a part of your body. And it's like, you know, you can feed them their cock or you feed them ideas. Sure, but people will pay you more for the porn stuff. You think so? Yeah. yeah. Because like doing a music gig versus doing a porn gig, I'm, I'm not speaking for my side of things, but. Well, shit, we're all going to do this, I guess. It's marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, the idea, so here's the thing. like for it's somebody not like porn me, anymore. It's called collaborating. Yeah, Get collaborating. It's yeah. porn. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Avenue Q. The internet is for porn. Collaborating. Um, collaborating. And so for somebody who comes from a Latin American background, if you change their name to something that's very waspy, mm-hmm. Uh, then it's kind of erasing their identity mm-hmm. and vice versa. If you change it to another Latin American name, it's like, who are you fooling? You know, it's tricky. Well, you then know? do half and half. Yeah. Just do your dad's name. Do Gonzalo <laughs> Fernos. <laughs> use Gonzo. The very contemporary thing is to use something that's not a name at all. Use just oh, yeah. a descriptor. Oh. Like, like yeah. Glittery Bottom. Glittery Bottom. Uh Public scum, your coach in SF. Uh, oh. Antifa bussy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Antifa I just want to be known. Love him. <laughs> Antifa bussy. Antifa bussy. He's, he's incredible. That's actual person? Yeah. Yeah, those oh are their God. handles. And so you yeah. can just go he, by your handle. He Gosh. uses Austin Spears for his studio scenes, but he also uses Antifa bussy as his handle everywhere. And it's a distinctive name. Wow. And tells so much you a lot to about, about I'm going to fuck this all up. I know I'm going That's to. That's part of the fun. Isn't yeah, it? Yes. exactly. It's like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for all the coaching and education and We and really believe in you. We just really want yeah. to take this moment. <laughs> oh, sorry, just making me laugh. Hey, guys, remember, you can follow us on Instagram, Fausto Fernos. Mark Fillion. And, of course, John Coons and Jonah Wheeler. What, what is your Instagram handle? Uh, Instagram handle for me is bluenote27. Oh. Show off, Jonah. Show off, Love Jonah. Jonah. Do it. Well, Bye, right. everybody. Bye. Woo. Bye. We're going to leave you here with John Coons and Jonah Wheeler's song, Rich, performed at the Green Room 42, and you can watch it on their YouTube channel, John Coons Music. Thank you again for listening to Feast of Fun. Seems like every morning wants more than the day before. And envy is playing all its greatest hits 
It's easy to think that you got nothing to offer That the world wouldn't notice if you finally called it quits But if you're feeling empty and life's got you beat Please let me tell you on behalf of all Wall Street You have worth You have value You are needed to pull this economy through Times are tough, but one thing is clear for all it's worth, our wallets hurt If you disappear Oh, you know it's true Our lives aren't as rich without you Our spirits would tumble with every market So if you feel rejected, well, here's the bottom line You'll always have a home in one of mine Metaphorically You have a worth You have a worth You have value You have value as a cheap source of revenue So if you're down and your white flag is waving You, you know, know we'll fight to save your life Or at least your life savings For all of us Oh, without you There's no boom Only buzz So you owe it to us To get back to the grind Cause if you don't do your job How can I keep not doing my Until the day that we say